Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What's going on, investors? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing for episode number 52. I am Jeff, and thank you, as always, for stopping in and uh, taking a listen to what's going on in the market with me today. I've uh, got a little bit of a cold, a little bit under the weather here, so I've uh, got some some hot tea, and uh, we're going to try to power through this one and uh, get you that information you need for the uh, the market that's coming up and how we're going to be playing it over here. Uh, but, uh, you know, as always, if you could uh, subscribe to the podcast, like and share the uh, the page and the podcast, uh, I would greatly appreciate that. That's how we truthfully grow our uh, our community here. So I, I really appreciate that uh, support. But, uh, you know, going forward, we've got uh, a lot of different news going on out there. Lots of different earnings reports and uh, ultimately lots of different changes in the market. Um, so, you know, last time. I uh, was calling for that bottom around 13.2. We had retested that on the uh, on the Nasdaq. Um, now, uh, pre market, we I think we had got above uh, 14.5, and now we're about 14.4 uh, here on Wednesday. And um, you know, we definitely have seen a good bit of a reversal here in uh, a lot of the different names. A lot of uh, the the tech stocks have really rallied. Uh, off of earnings, off of some different news that uh, is ultimately serving them well. We still got some of the the Fed talks and, you know, are we going to get a half percent uh, interest rate hike or is it only going to be a quarter? Um, ultimately, a lot of people want to see a quarter. I'm not too sure what the Fed's going to do, but there has been talks of being a little bit more aggressive. Uh, so we'll ultimately see what they say in March as to the direction of how big these increases are going to be. But uh yeah, we, we definitely called that NASDAQ bottom pretty solid. I'm not I'm not going to say we're out of the woods yet, but uh, ultimately we've we've rallied up about a thousand points from where we were just last week. Um, so that definitely shows us that uh, there's a lot of buying going on, a lot of uh, bullishness in the market, a lot of people that wanted to get in before it really started taking off. Um, I know I was doing that. I know we were talking about the, the different things that uh, we were going to be looking to buy, looking to add, and ultimately trying to get some some good values out there on some different growth names. Um, so we had uh, a couple different uh, things going on out there. Google threw up some uh, some great numbers uh, as far as their earning, earnings report. They also announced a stock split. I think it's I think it's like twenty to one. Uh, to where the the stock price, if it passes a vote in June with their board and members, uh, I believe the stock price would be trading at like 140, which uh, generally speaking, it doesn't change anything with the uh, the value of the company. Uh, the market cap would still be the same, but if you had one share, now you've got 20. That's uh, that's pretty much a long and short of it. A lot more people might be enticed into buying it at that $140 price point. Um, versus the the twenty nine hundred and sixty six dollars that we're currently at, up two hundred and thirteen dollars on the day on this news, um, which ultimately will help the stock. You know, more more people can uh, see buying a couple shares rather than 
you know, one share at a time, unless you're on a brokerage with uh, fractional shares, which is always an option if you want to, excuse me, get into some of these bigger names, but you don't want to put out the the $3,000 for Google or Amazon or even, uh, you know, Shopify or Chipotle. Uh, they're all, you know, at that $1,000 or more. And sometimes they're just a little bit daunting to buy a couple shares or, you know, really it's, it's a little bit harder to average into them if you have to buy a full share and that's really your full position. So think about fractional shares if you really want to get into these names, but, uh, or wait on, on Google for it to, to, uh, do the stock split. And then you can go ahead and buy more shares. Uh, you know, you could be buying three, four, five shares for, you know, uh, five, six, $700 rather than one share at 3000. So that's definitely an option. Uh, but certainly take a look at it and, uh, see if it's one that's going to work for you. They do have a, uh, a PE that's pretty low as far as I'm concerned for a, a tech name like Google at uh, only 26 times earnings. That's, uh, you know, in my, in my opinion, a very reasonable valuation for a company as strong as Google. Uh, current upside is about 17% on this name. So the the average target price, 3487 uh, So, you know, you've got about uh, 500 bucks up from where we currently are on that uh, targeted upside. And it's one that I don't mind holding long-term. I am a, a long-term investor in Google. Uh, so I will say that I would look to add, and uh, obviously not today on this big run-up, this 8% gain of a day, but it is one that I'd like to build that position out in. And uh, you know maybe I do get some, some cash together and buy a share before it splits, and then I think we'll see another run-up once it splits and more people are interested in buying it. Also, with that split, it could possibly get pulled into the Dow stocks as well. Um, currently, it doesn't fit the the metrics for it. But uh, when the stock split could happen, we could see this one get pulled into the uh, the Dow 30, which would then have other ETFs buying it as uh, if it's a Dow weighted ETF, they basically have to buy Google to have it in their name of Dow stocks. Uh, so that's another catalyst that could do uh, a little bit more positive things here for Google and Alphabet. Uh, Alphabet being the the parent company of the Google, either uh, G O O G L or just G O O G for Class A or Class C. Uh, no real difference there. You can you can invest in either. You're still getting Google, but uh, yeah, ultimately I, I think this one's got some room to run. Uh, I think it's at a good price point, and uh, I would buy it on a little bit of a pullback. Uh, generally, when we see like an eight percent day like this, uh, something. A lot of times I've noticed that the, the next day is going to be softer or on a, on a loss. We're not going to see this, uh, this volume forever. There's going to be someone who wants to cash out if it gets to 3000 And then hopefully we can get it at a little bit cheaper of a price. Um, kind of how we did with NVIDIA. Um, I had said that that 300 number was a, a bit hard for me to wrap my head around. And uh, you know we bought it at 303 for the investing challenge. It fell to the 220s and uh, you know, I went ahead and I, I've been loading up on NVIDIA in my brokerage account outside of the investing challenge. So while it might look negative on the investing challenge, I am currently up on my, my brokerage position as I was uh, adding to, to this one in the 230s. Uh, I think I got in at 225. I'm going to pull it up here and see where I'm actually at and uh, see what's going on. I know AMD had a good quarter, which ultimately is pulling NVIDIA up to now 254. 
And my average on this one in my brokerage is 230. Uh, so the investing challenger average on that $200 that we purchased, uh, that was at 303. And now I have a much larger position in my brokerage account at 230. So I might be down in, in the one side, but the other way, uh, I definitely saw that as a, a good place to start buying when the, uh, the NASDAQ, the triple Qs were all beat down. NVIDIA was beat down. I knew chip stocks weren't going to stay down long. There's still a shortage everywhere. We still got uh, metaverse and crypto and you know this, that, the other, all looking to run. And uh, long term, I still think NVIDIA is a solid play. So hopefully it can get turned around in the uh, the investing challenge. I'm already up uh, about 10% in a matter of a week on NVIDIA in my brokerage. So you know, you, you basically got to buy through the weakness. That's uh, that's what we're seeing here. That's what I really wanted to show by uh, having the investing challenge is we're going to buy at the peak. We're going to buy at the bottom. We're just going to keep buying. And ultimately, these names are ones that we have faith in that are going to do well long term. And uh, ultimately, that's where we want to be. We want to do uh, buy the names that are going to do great things long term. And NVIDIA checks all those boxes. They're in a lot of the right places at the right time. And uh, ultimately, that's that's the reason that I threw that one up there. And uh, I'm glad that we picked it. I'm also glad that uh, I got into this position when it did finally make that dip. I'm glad that we did uh, buy it in the brokerage and we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely what's going on there. And uh, AMD, I just want to check that one as uh, NVIDIA is having a good day. I know AMD is a good bit better. Just going to pull this up. Yeah, uh, AMD is up eight or up ten dollars at eight and a half percent to uh, one twenty six, and another one that uh, I had traded before. Uh, I remember when this one was like a nine dollar stock, and uh, you know people were, you know, trying to rush to get into it, and it was just trading from like eleven to fifteen. It would get to fifteen, everyone would dump it, then pile back in at eleven, and you know, rinse and repeat. And now, you know. Five years later, I'm looking at a five-year chart, and five years ago it was 14.96, and now it's 126. So if you've been in this one for a long time, you've uh, you've definitely made some money on it. Even, uh, yeah, geez, even in 2019 it was 22 dollars. So you've five uh, x, maybe six x over the course of three years. So congratulations if you had enough uh, uh, foresight to really hold on to this one long term but it continues to grow it's continuing to be in the right spots as well as nvidia i think it's it's probably the number two to nvidia for me but still has 24 percent of upside even after this eight and a half percent run uh here on wednesday um so yeah if you've been in that one congratulations it's been doing well i still think the chip stocks will continue to do do well for you uh and including my one of my other favorites is qualcomm i uh, still like that name long term but uh, we will get right back into it after this short break. All right, guys, we are back. So um, as always, thank you for your continued support. If you'd uh, like to make a uh, contribution to the uh, to the channel, you can do so at anchor.fm slash let it grow, where you can uh, contribute for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, and I would greatly appreciate that. Don't feel obligated. Uh, you know, I didn't start this to, to make money off of people listening. But uh, if you were interested in, in doing that, I would I would greatly appreciate it. And uh, but hopefully we could get some sponsors on the channel. That's uh, that would be great. I'd love that as a uh, another way to to earn a couple bucks for my my homework and my time here. 
But um, yeah, going forward, we've got uh, some more news coming out with um, we had UPS report. They had a, a great quarter, great holiday season. And uh, I think they were up about 11 percent yesterday. They're, they're down about a percent today. But like I said on uh, in video or was it I think it might have been Google that when they do run up, generally speaking, the next day, it will soften out. Some people are going to sell because they, they had a 10 percent run. Or, uh, you know, people in options are going to have that uh, that gains that they're going to sell it off. So then now there's more shares on the market. Uh, we're still trying to find the buyers, trying to match up all the sellers with the buyers. So it did come back down about $3 from that 230 mark. But uh, ultimately, they had a great quarter. And, uh, you know, they also were able to do a large, large dividend raise, which is great for those that are holding this one for the dividend. It went from like a dollar... Uh, I'm not even dollar two, dollar five, something like that, to up to a dollar fifty-two a quarter, which is a, a two point six percent dividend. Uh, so about a forty-nine percent raise, which is huge. Anytime I see a double-digit ten to to twenty percent, I'm happy. Anything over twenty percent, uh, something's really got to be going well at that company to to go ahead and raise that much. They didn't need to raise that much, you know. Any anyone that's in the company would have been happy with a 20 percent raise. But uh, ultimately, they raised it 50%. So that really shows us that they feel that they're in a good spot to where they want to reward the people that have uh, been shareholders by raising this dividend that significantly. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, another, what, $2 a year. It's a quarterly dividend up 50 cents per share. So we're uh, about another $2 a year per share. Uh, so if you got a good amount of shares, you know, it, it definitely does add up when you get uh, another $2. Uh, off of each share that you own. And uh, this one's had a pretty good uh, five-year run also. You know, back in uh, 2017, we're about 106. So it's doubled over that same time and you're getting that 2.5% dividend that uh, they are, you know, continually looking to raise. They have been bumping it up for a while here. And you can find that information on the street.com uh, for dividend uh, history. And like I've said before, you can simply go to Google and uh, I'm just going to run through it here now, too, at the same time. Just make sure it's still working. UPS dividend history is all I'm going to type in. And then when I see that, I'm going to try to find this uh, Street Insider. Sorry, not the Street. Street Insider. I think the Street is uh, Jim Cramer's site. And we had some 5% raises. We had a 10% raise back in... 2018 and some other six percent raises so this one really shows us that they are in a place of power they really think they're doing well and uh they really wanted to reward people yeah it was a dollar two dollar two was the dividend now it's a dollar 52 so quite a big raise and uh definitely that means uh, a lot of different things for the company but generally speaking the the safest dividend is one that's just been raised and uh, we know that they got to be in a good spot in order to do that. They don't, they don't just raise it 50% just for the sake of doing it, just to you know throw some great number out there and get people talking about it. There's a, a, a really a strong correlation between their earnings, their revenue, how much profit they're making, and then ultimately where they're looking to deploy that capital. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do some buybacks. I know a lot, a lot of different companies have been buying back their own stock um, as some of these prices have been depressed. And now these ones are uh, are raising their dividend as well because the numbers have looked so good. And uh, we've also seen that uh, in other stocks that we've we've previously talked about 
where they're they're looking to buy more of their own shares back or uh, put that capital to use by buying other companies. You know, Microsoft buying Activision, Sony buying Bungie, uh, a bunch of different companies looking to deploy that capital and buy up some companies on the cheap or repurchase their own company, uh, their company stock. Uh, we had Neo come out and uh, had a a blowout. I believe it was Friday that uh, their numbers, their deliveries are up 33.6% year over year. So some good news there. But the real uh, big factor here was that they had some senior notes, some some bonds that they had issued to uh, investors with a 4.5% interest on them. They were able to close all of these that were, uh, I believe, due at the end of January. So they closed all those out. They don't owe that money back to anyone. And uh, you know they don't have that debt out there, ultimately. So they, they lowered their debt. They, uh, they paid off these notes. And uh, you know they're not going to give away any equity of the company in order to uh, basically keep that, uh, that capital there. So that's been closed. And that's when we saw that 17% run on NEO. And uh, ultimately, that's a great thing. I know there's still some senior notes out there uh, floating around for 2024. They have announced that they'd like to close that also. Um, and, you know, this one is still down. I'm not going to say that I'm doing doing so hot on this one. I think I had said, you know, sub, you know, 28, 29 was where I was looking to add. This one got underneath. Uh, I think it, it broke. Yeah, it got down to 1930. And then, you know, we, we had this good run up. We're at uh, 2438. So if you got it at the bottom, great. But I know a lot of people have been riding this wave and it's been it's been a rocky one. Um, ultimately, they're still growing. They're still expanding. You know, we, we were talking about the two buildings they leased in California. They're still looking to hire people out that way, looking to expand into Europe. And, uh, you know, their numbers in China are still growing hand over fist. So hopefully this one does well. Uh, I know the Chinese problems, the VIE, you know, all all that different stuff that's going on with those pressures are definitely still a concern. I know we've got those fears, but uh, like I said before, I'm I'm still buying, still holding long term. And uh, then that is going to bring me into PayPal. PayPal had a uh, a decent quarter. They matched a lot. It was a, I think it was a, a miss on one of the numbers and a, uh, a gain on the other. But what really hurt PayPal and why we are just getting pummeled today is the outlook that PayPal has uh, announced. They were talking about some problems uh, with uh, inflation and spending pressures. Uh, ultimately, labor is getting more expensive. Uh, ultimately, I really think they're just grasping at straws to to say something about why their you know forward looking uh, guidance is weak, and ultimately I think it's eBay. We're we're trying to get past uh, the the split up between PayPal and eBay. We haven't made it there yet. We are down twenty five percent on the day. Uh, this one this one hurts. This one definitely hurts. I thought we were out of the woods on this. Uh, we were over 310 in uh, July last year, and now we're at 132. We even broke 130. We we had a 129 on the day, was the low so far. But uh, I, I've got to imagine that this one is getting oversold. There, there's no way that uh, it's not. We could go through the RSI. We could go through the volumes. 
Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's getting to the point where it's oversold right now. And this is part of the part of the problem is we need to see PayPal do something. We need to know that uh, the water's clear and that we want to buy into PayPal. And I don't think we're there yet um, on this this big forty two dollar drop in a single day. I am not rushing out to buy it. And uh, I feel like that's the sentiment across the uh, the PayPal investors is no one's really rushing to save the day when it comes to buying this one on this dip. Um, we really need to see some clarity as to what they're doing and where they're going. They've they made the point on the, the earnings that they don't want to acquire targets that aren't spending on the platform. They're really looking for the big fish that want to uh, do more spending and put their their marketing and their investing dollars into getting clients that are going to use the platform heavily. Um, so they're really looking for the right customer for them to really deploy their capital the best way they see fit. And uh, it it just was a little washy. We're just really not sure as to what they're doing, where they're going, and how they're going to do without eBay. And, you know, for that reason, I'm not, I'm not rushing in to buy it either. If, uh, if we get some clarity on what's going on, you know, sure, I'll, I'll buy some more. But right now, uh, on this 24% drop, you're, you're just not seeing the people come rushing in to buy it. Uh, so ultimately, I'd say, hold off. Uh, I'd say I'm holding, I'm not buying, uh, not yet. Uh, I do think this is a great price. And, it's just not not a, a buy for me yet. I just need some more clarity as to where they're going. But uh, that being said, they do have some some new price targets out uh, all from today, ranging from a low of 125 and a sell rating to a high of 245 with a buy rating. So obviously the analysts don't know uh, which direction they're headed either. But uh, some of the higher rated analysts do have it as a buy. One of the the, the lower ones is a, a half star rated analyst that has it as a sell. So take that with a grain of salt also. But uh, yeah, for me, it's it's just not a buy yet. I will wait on this one. I will see some some positive movement movement and see where we're headed before I start pulling the buy trigger. So some of the growth stocks that we've been looking at buying and uh, that I've been adding personally have uh, certainly gone up in the past few days here. Um, again, not to say that we're out of the woods. I, I still think there's some pressure on those, and uh, especially the non-profitable ones yet. Um, those are still going to have some uh, some hurdles to jump over. The overall NASDAQ has uh, has done a good bit better. Like I said, we're up you know, probably 1,200 points off of those lows. And uh, that definitely shows that there are some buyers out there. There is that appetite for for the tech companies and uh, a lot of their earnings match that uh, that purchasing that we saw as well. So ultimately, long term, uh, I think, you know, we, we've got to buy these dips. We've got a dollar cost average. And, uh, you know, there's definitely some people out there running for the hills. A lot of people sold off a, a good uh, chunk of their portfolio when when things started getting nasty. And there was people that were, you know, selling options and, and getting out of different positions. Uh, ultimately I really wasn't doing any of that. Not to say that's right for everyone, but that was right for me. Um, but instead I was buying these dips and that's, that's really what we are as long-term investors. We look for these, uh, discounts to really do our shopping. 
Uh, I'm, you know, not a trader by nature. I, I do get in and out of some different positions, but uh, ultimately I'm a long-term investor. And when we can buy the dips and look through all the noise, all the fear that's out there, when you're hearing different people selling 10, 15, 20 million dollars of stocks or, uh, you know, writing options left and right or getting out of their margin if they're in it, which I don't advise anyone really being in margin. But uh, there's, there's a lot of different fear out there. There's a lot of different positions as to how you should make money, how you should invest. Uh, but I guess I'm speaking to the long term investors, what I'm saying if you are buying through the dips, that's going to serve you really well uh, in the long run. I, I think the U.S. stock market is still the place to be. And uh, ultimately, I'm going to keep buying it. So, you know, when we saw that uh, the investing challenge that portfolio was hurting, uh, a lot of those companies have come back. And like I said, NVIDIA has started to come back. We're up 25 bucks off the low. We still got a good ways to go. But ultimately, I still think that's a great long-term play. So hopefully you guys can can look at these uh, dips as opportunities and not as a curse. I know it's uh, it's definitely daunting when you see your portfolio down 10, 15%. It is not a good feeling. It is painful. It is, you know, there's a lot of I told you so. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of everything. But uh, ultimately, when we know that we are in a company that we believe in long term, you've done your homework, you put in the time. Ultimately, you got to know that buying on a dip is going to serve you well and that these great companies are not going to stay down for long. But uh, that that's what I've got on, on that for you. Just make sure that uh, if there's a company that you really love, don't let a good opportunity pass you by. And uh, like I said, I, I do dollar cost average into the market and uh, automate my my investing to some extent by putting money in every week. But, uh, you know, last week I did add some some more new money and uh, got that invested also when I thought we were at a bottom. Uh, you know, for now, I, I kind of feel like I called that bottom pretty well. Uh, time will tell if it holds, though, that that 13 two level. That is one that I don't really want to see it break through because I think there could be a good bit more downside. Uh, going forward. But, uh, you know, with a lot of the earnings that came out, uh, I definitely feel better about it. So I'm still bullish. I'm still investing. We're still going long. And uh, that's uh, that's my play here. But uh, we do have the uh, the investing challenge week six. Hopefully you guys are voting. I see that a lot of people are looking at the post and just uh, scrolling on by. But I really do appreciate all the votes. Uh, it does mean a lot to uh, have people interact with the community and help build that that community aspect of things. So if you could like and share uh, the page that would or invite people even, that would be great. But uh, this week, week six, we've got, uh, I'm just going to go through these names again. We've got Procter & Gamble, Nextera Energy. We've got Target, Walgreens, Boots Alliance, and Medtronic. They are all dividend aristocrats. They've all have been paying a, uh, a rising dividend for the last 25 years at least, with Procter & Gamble paying uh, a rising dividend for 65 years. And they've been paying a dividend uh, completely for about 130 years with uh, a couple of years that they weren't able to increase the dividend, I guess, about 66, 67 years ago. So that's when their dividend uh, increase had started was uh, 65 years back. And, uh, you know, some different PEs on them as well. Walgreens is at a 7.2. I know some of the other ones are a bit higher, uh, but we've got... Uh, a couple different industries here. We've got uh, consumer staples. We got some utilities. We got retail. We got pharmaceutical, and we got medical devices. 
So there's a, a little bit of option there for everyone. Uh, ultimately, I think all of these are needed. Regardless of what happens in the world, there's still going to be people buying these products, uh, invest, you know, using these utilities or shopping at uh, Target or Walgreens, getting their pharmacy uh, prescriptions filled. And people ultimately are still going to need uh, Medtronic for their different devices that they do on surgeries and things like that. So none of them are, are you know, super risky plays. I think all of them have a uh, spot in this uh, portfolio. And, you know, some are going to be a little bit better suited for this uh, short term environment. But uh, I do think that overall, all of them will serve us well. And uh, these are certainly better stocks also for uh, a lot more safety. So if you don't want to have as much risk in your portfolio, obviously, these uh, these large cap long term dividend payers, dividend growers uh, could certainly fit that bill for your uh, portfolio if you don't want to take on as much risk. But uh, that's what I've got for you guys today. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing, and uh, inviting people to the Facebook group. I will uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. Hopefully by next week, I'm feeling a good bit better. We'll get this uh, week six dividend or this uh, dividend stock for week six picked. And then we will uh, talk about what we're going to be doing for week seven on the next episode. And I will catch you next Monday. Take care. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.